Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you have board explicit history. The two Eagles playoff wins over the Giants over the years. 06, 08. We'll play you a call. You tell us the name bleeped out from those two games. 8 o'clock. Writer for The Athletic, uh, Kalen Kaler, will join us to talk about the Eagles. She wrote a good story about their quarterback sneaks and how it became maybe the most efficient play in the NFL this year. She'll join us at 8. We'll talk uh, about the entire division run. It's the best week in the football year. So NFL picks later on, guess the takes, all coming up. But right now, along with your phone calls here, your gut feeling on this, my gut feeling is Eagles are going to pull away and win this game by double digits. They are the better football team. They are at home, rested, better O-line, better D-line, healthy quarterback, 21-22 starters. And please, if, you, if, if someone tells you that this reminds you of the 07 Giants, or you know someone, or you're watching ESPN, well, first of all, turn off if it's something you could turn off. And if it's someone you know, kindly remind them, this Giants team doesn't have a Hall of Famer on the defensive line, doesn't have a coach that's likely to go to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, this team hasn't been in the playoffs the last two years the way that Giants team was. It's not like that team. This is a nine-win football team. The Eagles are a 14-win team. This is going to be a big win for the Eagles. All right, back to the lines in a second. But first... We've always done this, but it's been playoff time around here. Big games. We give out our key players. Like the, the guy we're, we're saying, you got to step up and play well in this game. And Tucker and I are each going to give one. And there's a lot of ways we can go. And I, I think when we, we do this, we usually exclude the quarterback. It's, it's, I mean, it's just kind of a given. If the quarterback doesn't play well, you're going to have a tough time winning. That's the way the NFL works. So other than Jalen Hurts, that's a given. He's got to play well and do a good job. And I believe he will. The guy I'm going to single out that's got to play well tomorrow I'm going to go with um, Devontae Smith, and, and and the reason is this. A.J. Brown is likely, and I don't know, but I would think they're going to put a Dory Jackson on him. A Dory Jackson is the Giants' best corner. Um, he didn't play the first matchup. He was out there, and, and he did a good job last week on Justin Jefferson. They held him up to under 50 yards. So I'm just thinking of, like, all right, how are the Giants going to play this? I imagine they put their best corner, and I, you know, I don't think he's a shutdown corner. He's not you know, Sauce Gardner or Jalen Ramsey from a few years ago, but he's good. And I would think he's going to be on A.J. Brown. That leaves Devontae Smith. And I think the other Giants corners are very pedestrian. And Devontae Smith could cook tomorrow. Like, I, I think Devontae could have six or seven or eight catches for 80, 90, 100 yards. Tomorrow feels like a Devontae Smith game. And if the Giants are blitzing and they're going man-on-man outside and it's one-on-one, Adore Jackson probably can do a pretty good job on A.J. Brown. That leaves Devontae Smith at a very advantageous spot. And we know when Jalen Hurts sees one-on-one he likes, he just throws it up and says, go make the play. Tomorrow night, I'm putting the onus. I'm saying, Devontae, you got to have a big game. I think he will. I'm going Devontae Smith as my key guy tomorrow night because I think he's going to have a good matchup all night to make some plays. And I think Jalen Hurts, as we've seen all year, trusts his guys when it's one-on-one. Who you got, Tucker? Uh, I look at the other side of the ball, and I'm going to pick a guy that you know I was classmates with at Temple. Whoa. Mr. Hassan Reddick, maybe he made the Temple 30 under 30 list legitimately. I don't know. Oh, that makes maybe sense. Maybe leading the NFC in, in sacks gets you that. But you look at what he's done this season. He had a season-high nine quarterback pressures against the Giants the first time these two teams played. He had two sacks that day. He's going to be lined up against rookie right tackle Evan Neal, who has struggled, to, to say the least, this season. He's allowed eight sacks. Um, that's fifth most uh, among tackles this season. He's allowed 10 quarterback hits, over 47 total pressures. I think that's a huge mismatch, and this is a game that is going to be de- de- decided on whether or not the Eagles can force them into third and long situations. I think Hassan Reddick has to beat Evan Neal a couple times around the end and create negative plays. Yeah, and, I, and I, for, with that, 
Doesn't it feel like if the Eagles are going to do what we I think they're going to do and, and run away in this game, like their strengths have to be strengths. The Eagles' pass rush has been a strength all year. They have 70 sacks. You know, they should get to Daniel Jones. They should hit him. They should sack him. They did it a bunch of the first time they played these two, these two teams played. And Reddick's been great all year. I mean, really, it's it's kind of funny how little this city was excited for that signing and how impactful it's been. I mean, it, I, I was on that day. I, I was filling in with, I think, for Ike with Marks that, that March afternoon when the Eagles signed Hassan Reddick. It was like, yeah, that's good. But, like, I don't think anyone had the feeling that they just signed a guy that's an impactful game-changing defensive player, and he has been this year as their leading sack. I like that one. Redick, I'll go Devontae. I think he wins a lot, a lot of one-on-one matchups tomorrow. 215-592-9494. Gut feeling. Close game or the Eagles pull away in a route? I'm going to go to Debbie in Drexel Hill now. What's up, Debbie? Hey, how you doing, Joe? Thanks Good. for taking my call. You got it, Debbie. I'm doing well. What's on your mind today? What are you thinking? Well, one, I wanted to say thank you for an amazing run I have a long drive home at night, and I always look forward to listening to you. And I'd say about 90% of the time, you and I are on the exact same side of the coin. Well, Debbie, um, I, I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate you you listening every night. And it's an exciting time right now. We're pumped up. Yeah, it certainly is. And I am, I am just as pumped and super excited. I like the way the Eagles have been looking. I know the past couple haven't been as great, but I really think that They've been protecting Hurts, and I think they're hiding what they really can do. So I think uh, the Giants are going to be mighty surprised tomorrow. Well, Debbie, it's interesting when you think about that last game when they played each other. The Eagles had to win, but it's almost like they treated the game. It was weird. Like, they didn't show anything. I I think in the back of the Eagles' minds, they they thought they were going to see the Giants again in a couple weeks. Yeah, I think so, too. Debbie, you want to play some explicit history? No, no, no. No, I don't know anything about the history. I, I don't know names, but I thank you for the offer. And I'm just going to say it's going to be a longer ride home every night. Well, Debbie, listen, I, I appreciate it. And, and you know what? You, and I'm not sure you're scheduled during the day. We appreciate your call, but you, you could stream the Midday Show. Or you could fire up the Odyssey app. That's the whole rewind feature. That's a good point. Great point by Tucker. So, Debbie or anyone out there, uh, and I – and. You know, it's it's kind of weird because we don't know when the last show will be. Obviously, this is all dependent on the Eagles. The last time that I'll, I'll be doing the, the evening show before moving to middays with you coming up, uh, I hope it's in, you know, about a month, right? Because it means we have a Super Bowl run and the Eagles are in Arizona. I don't know. I mean, there is a chance. I think it's a very small one that we have one week to go with me doing the evening show because, you know, that next week if the Eagles lost this game would be my final week doing the evening show before the switch. I don't think that's going to happen. But a great point by Tucker there. If you do drive home at this time and you enjoy the show and or, you know, maybe you're busy during the day but you listen at night, yeah, the Rewind – I mean, Odyssey app has a Rewind feature. So you can listen to this show anytime you want and you can listen to, you know, the new midday show, current midday show, whatever. Anytime you want. I, how long does it last? Is it 24 hours it cycles through? I think so. Or if you want to catch up a few days to, you know, earlier or later, go subscribe to the podcast feed. There's a lot. I mean, really, it, it's almost like radio has become almost like TV has been, where it's like if you want to watch something, you can watch it. You know, there's no such thing as has to Remember be Remember life before DVR? In retrospect, it's pretty rough. Especially when you work these hours and you're never home for primetime TV anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, for me, I, I don't know. I don't know how people that did this job and had kids in the past were able to do it. Like, like I, it's such a, I, it's, I'm able to 
kind of still be at home when I'm home because of DVR. Like, I don't have to say, like, leave me alone, you know, because I'm obviously not home at night. And then on the weekends when the Eagles, like, I got to be locked into the game. But if I have to pause for something or something's going on, I could always just DVR and watch it. It's, it's, it's incredible to have that. So, yes, rewind on the Odyssey app, and you can listen to any show anytime you want. 215-592-9494 gets you in. As, as we – listen, we talk through the gut feeling. And we all have it. Right? We all have a gut feeling – on the game, on the team, on the matchup. I mean, that's that's kind of the way these playoff weeks go, where we talk our way through it the entire week, and then you get. I remember the Friday night before the Falcons game in the divisional round in 2017 season, but 2018, five years ago, and I remember that week was a week of trepidation in Philadelphia. And this week, I think it's been a little bit less than that, but still some, still some worry about this team and because they didn't play their best down the stretch. Jalen Hurts was banged up and all that kind of stuff. And I remember, I actually remember vividly having a conversation with John Ritchie. I was filling in for the camera. This was, this was the Falcons week of that playoff game. And I remember doing a show with Ritchie, and right before the show started, but I think it was, it was the Thursday or Friday, right, right, right before the Falcons playoff game. And I said, because he was all nervous. He, was just, he just thought they were going to lose. And I was just like, they're not losing this game. They're, they're not losing at home to the six-seed Falcons. They're not going to lose this game. That's what my gut's telling me. They're not going to lose. And I I didn't feel like they were going to blow the doors off them. I mean, that team, you know, we still were very nervous about what Nick Foles could provide, what the offense would look like, because it was very choppy down the stretch. But I just felt in my gut that team had such a great year. There was such a great team. They weren't losing their first playoff game at home to the Falcons. That was a very mediocre, average Falcons team. They weren't losing that game. And, and I feel similarly about this team. Like, Do, do I know that they're going to win the Super Bowl four weeks from now? I don't know. I don't know that. Do I know they're going to beat the Niners here next weekend? I don't know that. We'll, we'll talk through that, that next week. And I do think it's probably going to be the Niners here, even though the Cowboys are actually the smallest underdog of all the dogs this weekend. I, I do think it's going to end up being the Niners. I, I don't know yet on all that. Here's what I, I, I feel strongly about. They're not losing their, this team. 14 and 3, 14 and 1 with their quarterback, 21 of 22 starters healthy. My gut's telling me not only are they not losing this game, they're going to win this game by double digits. They are the better football team. They're off, they're off a bye. And I look at the home field advantage that is here, and it's real. I mean, it, it, it is a real home field advantage. I go back to 17, the Falcon game, how loud it was, the Viking game, how loud it was. And the Giants had a nice week last week going to the, you know, going to Minnesota and winning that game. But it's different. It's it's different playing here. And and I look at this and say, by the end, the Eagles will have a double-digit victory. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Gut feeling. What is your gut feeling as you go into this game tomorrow night? Because mine is they're going to win this game by double digits. They're better on the O-line, D-line, quarterback. The most important positions, they're better. And at wide receiver, it's a, it's a major gap between the Eagles receivers and the Giants wide receivers. And then we'll play explicit history. We'll give you a call a moment from the two Eagles playoff wins over the Giants, 06-08. You tell us the name that is bleeped out. Uh, let's let's go back to the phones here. We got Dave in Boiling Springs. Hey, Dave. Hey, hey, Joe. How are you? Good, Dave. How are you? Good, good. Hey, I just uh, was thinking as I'm listening to you that uh, you sound a little like Apollo Creed before the match in the first Rocky movie. So we're saying, I, that, we're saying the Giants are Rocky here. Uh, yeah, and I hate to say it that way, but I don't want to dismiss them and say, hey, uh, nothing to worry about because they have been playing better. And my biggest concern is 
what if they do what the Saints did to us and just take like 50,000 plays, walk down the field and score a touchdown? It's going to kill the stadium. Yeah, but you know what? Dave, I invite them to do that. I I invite them to do that because the Saints, they've scored 13 offensive points. Like that that doesn't scare me. I I wish every team did that to the Eagles. Because okay. that that's not how you win. I mean, that you can win a game or two, right? Like you could steal a game. Obviously, the, the the Washington did it, the Saints did it. But the Eagles defense gave up 13 points. Like Dave, if you tell me right now, if you say Joe, will you sign up for the same defensive effort against the Saints? I will say 100% yes because the Saints scored 13 points. And if the Giants scored 13 points tomorrow night, the Eagles will win the game. That I, that I agree with. That I agree with. I just don't. I don't want to give them all the credit. I don't want to dismiss them completely because uh, it just takes that one game to put Nick Sirianni on the uh, chopping block. Well, I mean, hot seat maybe chopping block. I I don't know, but he'll certainly beat up and fill it up. Dave, let's play some explicit history. We give you a moment. You tell us the name bleeped out. You ready? Got it. All right, here we go. Takes the snap. The kick is away. It's got the distance. It's gone. Dave, you know who made that field goal? 2006 playoffs. Who made it? I would imagine that's David Akers. You got it, Dave. It was Eagles 23, Giants 20 in the playoff game. The only uh, Eagles playoff win over the Giants here in Philadelphia. Two years later, we'll play some of those for you coming up. Eagles went to New York and beat them there. But that's the only time. It's kind of weird. I mean... You would think, I was thinking about this today. I know they had different runs, the two different franchises, but you would have thought there'd be more than four playoff games between the two teams. Like in the 80s, in the the late 80s, they never crossed paths. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And you can really say that about any of their division. Like, I don't think they've ever played Washington in the postseason, at least in my lifetime. It's been quite a while. Dallas, they've only played once or twice. Since the the eighty one uh, NFC title right, game, oh nine, they lost down there. Right, yeah. And then the Giants, they played four times. Like the Eagles have made the playoffs quite a bit. The fact that they've never really crossed paths with division opponents more than a few times is, I don't know if that's on purpose. That's the way the schedule works out, but it, it feels weird because we talk like they played Tampa Bay like four years in a row. So the Eagles have played, I just pulled it up here. The Eagles have played forty seven playoff games. This will be their forty eighth playoff game in their history. Um, tomorrow night, obviously three of those are Super Bowls, so you can't play the you can't play a division team in the Super Bowl. It's got to be an AFC team. So they've played forty four NFC playoff games over the years. Um, I, I you know I guess this counts the pre Super Bowl era. So there's some Steelers in there. If you go back to nineteen forty seven, I have the whole list in front of me. The Chicago Cardinals and all that. But if we go back, yeah. So here here's who they've played in the Super Bowl era in the playoffs. Here just the franchises: Falcons. Bucks, Bears, Ra- uh, obviously the Raiders Super Bowl, Cowboys, Vikings, Giants in '81, Bears, Rams. There's one game against Washington uh, in the '90 playoffs. Cowboys, Saints, Cowboys, Lions, Niners, Giants, Bucks, and now now we're getting to the more contemporary Rams, Bears, Bucks, Bucks. A lot of uh, an amazing amount of Bucks. They play nine games total against their division in the postseason. Yeah, I just I think it's interesting because 
there was a gap, right? They didn't play the Giants from 81 to 2000. But yet, you go back to the late 80s, the, the Giants and Eagles were both good teams. Right, and that's the one time they played Washington, and they played Dallas in, in 93, and right. you could throw 96 when they lost there, too. And now it's been 12 years since they've last done it. Like, that 9 game against Dallas where they lost in back-to-back weeks, that was the last time they've played an NFC East team. Yeah, and it's also, I guess I guess they did have two in that the games we're talking about tonight, 06-08, but if you go through it, like, in Andy's era from, like, when they really got good, let's say 01 to Andy was done here, the Giants were also good for a good portion of that because they got Eli. And they played them three times. Right, that was it. That That's the, and maybe this, maybe what we're talking about now this weekend, maybe this is the start of more because the Giants look like they're on on the up swing with Dable. Uh, so, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they become a pretty good team as we move forward and they have more, you know, playoff appearances. We, I, I don't think the Eagles are going anywhere for the next few years with how well they're set up and what Howie Roseman has put together here. So maybe we get more of these. You know, we get some NFC East battles in the playoffs again, which we haven't had for a little while. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Matt is in Avertown. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, Matt. What are you thinking tonight? Uh Joe, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with your analysis. Um, I think that the national media and the, the jokesters up in the New York media are just falling prey to recency bias of the Giants against a very mediocre Vikings defense last weekend. So I'm very much looking forward to putting all that nonsense to bed tomorrow. Well, and that's Matt, That's exactly what it is. It's nonsense. I mean, it's one thing to say that they're better, that they've improved, that Jones is, is a pretty good quarterback. Now, I think that's all real stuff. But, like, the, the idea of comparing this Giants team to the 07 team that beat that Patriots undefeated team is just – it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's not analytical, and it's using correlation over causation, all the things that are just bad analysis. Uh, so I actually live up in, in Manhattan now, and I had a 50-year-old man boo my 20-pound dog because I was walking in with my Eagles jersey. So also, the fact that they think that we're the worst fan base is just also crazy. You can't boo dogs. I mean, do- dogs dogs are above booing. You can't do that. That's just... Absolutely. Yeah, that's just that's doing it wrong. Matt, let's play some explicit history. We'll give you a moment. Eagles playoff win over the Giants. You tell us uh, who the player is. Ready? All right, let's go. All right, here we go. On first down, play action, Manning rolls. Manning looks, puts it in the air, hit, intercepted. At the 20, at the 15, cuts back at the 10, down to the 5, runs down to the 2. Picked off Eli Manning. Matt, 2008, Eagles up in New York, upset the Giants. Who made that interception? Uh, I, I might I might be wrong. I'll, I'll go with Dawg. I mean, it's always, that's always a good guess, Dawg. But that was not Dawg that time. Matt, we appreciate the phone call. Um, I would say a guy that, to give a hint, he had a knack for for making plays like that. Was he on the 07 Patriots the year before, or was he already here? No, he was on the 07 Patriots. In fact, if you go back and watch, uh, obviously there was the the helmet catch. So to get, you know that's become one of the most famous plays in NFL history. I believe the play before, or two plays before, he drops an interception. I mean, it went right to his hands. I mean, like Eli threw it to to this guy, and so he made up for it the following yeah, season. He, he got him. He just took a year, and it was in a different uniform. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop aboard on this Friday night. Explicit history: Eagles playoff wins over the Giants. And what's your gut telling you? Gut feeling on this one: close game, or are the Eagles going to pull away and win in a round? I think the Eagles are going to win this game by double digits tomorrow night. A lot to do. NFL picks guest. The takes coming up. 
in a little bit here. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop for. We'll come back. Dallas Goddard, what do you have to say about Jalen Hurts, how he looks to practice? Here from Goddard next. Your calls on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Bet the NFL playoffs with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, where every play is a rush. This weekend, FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay during the divisional round. It doesn't matter if you're a FanDuel or already have an account. You get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. Same-game parlay is that you combine all your favorite bets for a chance at a bigger payday. We will finalize our same-game parlay, which you can do for free, over at FanDuel coming up before this show ends tonight. We always give out a same-game parlay before an Eagles game. But off the top of my head, before we finalize, I'm thinking we get a score from Jalen Hurts tomorrow night, the Eagles quarterback, if he gets gets it to the end zone. How about how about over receiving yards for Devontae Smith? I like his prop for tomorrow night. And I think we can get an under on the game. Eagles get their points. Giants don't get theirs. You can even ride with thousands of other fans about popular same-game parlays already made for you. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official part of 94WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. If you're new to FanDuel, join now with promo code Gilio to see for yourself why, fan, why it's America's number one sportsbook. And if you already have FanDuel, you can start building no-sweat same-game parlay today. That's G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. Kaylin Kaler is going to join us. Top of the hour from the Athletics. Short a story earlier this week about how the Eagles are running quarterback sneaks more than any team ever and have an enormous amount of success with them this year, converting 93.3% with Jalen Hurts. We'll see if they're back to doing that on Sunday, or tomorrow night. So join us today to talk about this game and division around weekend. NFL picks, guess the takes, our same game parlay. I mean, last time we had a same game parlay for the Eagles-Giants when everyone was playing, we hit that one. And we just, well, you know, I mean, Fandles. I think we just got a little greedy last time. We did, and Fandle's doing the offer this weekend where you just get an, uh, you get your money back. So uh, if you want to hop on with us, we'll have some fun with that before the show is over. Right now, your phone calls on the Eagles, on the Giants, gut feeling mine, is that the Eagles are going to win this game by double digits. I, I think their they're advantage in rest, in O-line, D-line, quarterback, it's all going to work its way through this game, and they're the better football team. The Giants are a nice cue story, but this is where it ends. 215-592-9494. We'll also play Explicit History, Eagles-Giants, the Eagles playoff wins. First, I wanted to play this for you as we all wonder about Jalen Hurts, how he's going to be, how he's looking to practice. Here's Dallas Goddard with John Clark talking about Jalen Hurts. He looks really good. Um, you know, this is this is what he dreams of. This is what he's made for. This is what he wants, you know. Uh, he said it multiple times after we uh, finished the regular season, won the division. He said, you know, enjoy y'all hats and shirts. You know, I got bigger plans. I got more that I want, you know. Uh, so this is just the time that, you know, he waits all year for. He's going to put it all out on the line. Uh, injured or not, he's going to go out there and do whatever it takes to win the game for us. Enjoy your hats and shirts. Um, I-, I do think... You know, I remember after the Monday night game this year, uh, Hertz talked about how he was – I forget the wording he used, but it stuck with him how bad he played the Monday night game his first full year as a starter. I think it was the Dallas, Dallas in week three of 2021. Uh, Hertz played really poorly on a Monday night game. And then this year in week two against the Vikings, it was like atoned for that. Well, we remember last year Hertz's playoff game did not play well. I feel like there's something deep down – that he wants to atone for that. I mean, obviously he wants to win the game anyway. It's a playoff game. But I, I think he just strikes me as the kind of guy who who kind of takes note of when he's slighted or when he is not good enough and he wants to 
really make up for the next time. In fact, Sports Illustrated an interesting piece about Hertz. Um, uh, just I, I saw it yesterday. I'm not even sure when it actually ran. Uh, but the, the headline was for Jalen Hurts. This is all routine. And there was a quote in there that made me wonder if Jalen was listening to WIP at all last offseason. Did you see the quote in there? The the lead quote in that that Hurts story. I did not. I began to find the thrill in the hate, the disbelief, the doubt. It's like obviously he used it as fuel. All the doubts of him this offseason, which most athletes do, but seemed like he really kind of wanted to, wanted it to to kind of use it for fuel. Was he that hated though this offseason? I wouldn't say hate, disbelief and doubt, sure. But I would just say like the Jalen Hurts support was like probably sixty five percent. His approval rating, yeah, lo- locally. But I do think, I think for the most part, nationally it was not. It, it, it wasn't like I think hate's a very strong word. I don't think most people. Hate, I mean, Jalen Hurts is very difficult to hate. But I think doubt and disbelief; those are the kind of words that make sense. I agree. Also, like we talked about with Georgia a few weeks ago, athletes do this. And that's what I was kind of getting at. They they make it up, right? If you're someone like Jalen Hurts who's searching for motivation, it's easy to go out and find people that hate you. It's easy to go on Twitter and search Jalen Hurts well, sucks very easy. and read those tweets and try to get motivation that way. Let's go to Gus in Bethlehem. What's up, Gus? Listen, Joe, the keys to this game, the key matchups are going to be Williams against Lane Johnson and Lawrence against... Uh, Kelsey, and you will see early, very early in this game, how this game's going to go. Because if Johnson is not up to snuff and needs help on that side, the whole house of cards starts to crumble. And then you have Lawrence up against Kelsey with not with not a whole lot of help because they're helping Johnson, and it becomes an Army Navy game, and you really don't know what's going to happen when you get to the fourth quarter. The other thing is the only true thing said about Hurts was when Sirianni was doing his usual, you know, free association, running on, talking too much, and saying, he's in great pain. He said that. Mm -hmm. He's in great pain. The rest of this stuff is just soft soap and and eyewash. He's in great pain. Well, he was. That was was two weeks ago. (laughs) This this is an injury where you're fine until you're hit. It's one of those paradoxical injuries. It's not an injury where you're, you're like Johnson has a different type of injury. It's going to be, it's going to take effort for him to produce up to his level. This Hurts will be fine until he gets hit. And I think it's and fair to, it's fair to say protect, the, yeah. refs, the refs aren't going to protect him. No, and it's fair to say that we don't know how he's going to. Like we don't know until he gets up from that first hit. Exactly, yeah, we don't you know. Don't know. And that's why all this, oh, they'll be all right, you'll be good. Be, that's all just, that's what Steve Fredericks would call a prayer rather than a comment. You're just hoping. You don't know. We'll, well see. Well, right. That's we, why we, you play the game. Sure. But if Jalen Hurts is fine, they're going to win this game going away. I mean, that's what I think. Uh, Lane Johnson's the key. Because Lane Johnson impacts well, no, the Well, Jalen Hurts is the key. I mean, let, let's no, be, no, it's Lane Johnson. I'm telling you. They, look at their winning win-loss yeah, record with Gus, Lane Johnson. Gus, that, that, that is, that's not really as... Okay, okay. I mean, I'm but Gus, you, but the, some the of those, but Gus, but just for hold on a second. Some of those teams, like the 2020 team, was horrendous. So whether he was in there or not, they were horrendous, okay, right? Right. right? Like I think that that stat has become a little bit much. Yeah, they just don't run the ball to the optimum degree. When he he just so affects their their. I know he's a great player. I'm not I'm not trying to downplay. Right, I want I want to talk to you about something totally different. Okay, Rob Cherry. I finally made some headway on this whole 76ers thing. I'm going to give Rob Cherry a lot of credit because Rob Cherry last night admitted to me, I hate the 76ers. Oh, you got him? You got him to say I got it. And, you know, the thing is, 
And, and he eventually said, the reason I hate them is because they don't produce in the playoffs. And I basically tried to tell him, I said, this is the only team in the city where one's loyalty and affection is predicated on them doing something in the playoffs. That's never happened to the Phillies. Phillies never produced. People still rooted for them. Eagles, Eagles didn't produce. People rooted for them. Flyers, God knows, you know, nothing. So the Sixers are specific, particular. They're a particular uh, scapegoat in this town, and I still want to get to the bottom of it, but at least I got somebody to admit that they do hate them. Well, I mean, I, that's Rob's opinion. I don't think everyone feels the same way. Well, Rob I know, but in, on this station, Joe, I'm telling you, it, even They've when they played play well. well. They've we, played well the last month and a half. They really have. I mean, listen, quality what, wins. What, and you know what we get? You know what we get on WIP? Not that they're playing well. Not that James Harden's looking like the guy that we got two year, you know, last year. We're getting the fact that uh, Josh... Um, Harris. Harris is buying Washington's football team, and we should hate them for that. This is just endless. It's an endless propaganda campaign no, against stop. the Sixers. Gus, no more with the propaganda. There's no propaganda against the Sixers. I want the Sixers to do well. I can't speak for any other host, but I can tell you this. There is a st- I, here's a guarantee. Am I going to guarantee the Eagles are going to win tomorrow? I'm all but guaranteeing that. Here, here is an actual stone-cold guarantee. There is no such thing. It's a propaganda campaign against the Sixers. I have said, I mean, every time they come up on, on this show for the past two months, they're playing really good basketball. That's the truth. Also, the truth is they have not played a very difficult schedule the last two months. I mean, they have the hardest schedule remaining in the NBA. That's also the truth because they all have all their games left against the best teams in the league. They haven't played a lot of those teams yet. The Nuggets, the Nets, the Celtics, they had a lot of games against those teams. So we'll see where this lands at the end. They're playing well. It's also we got an Eagles playoff game tomorrow. Like I'm not gonna, you know, spend 20 minutes or a half hour on if or not, whether or not there's a propaganda campaign against the Sixers. Also, quickly, there does become a fatigue with any team, I believe, in in this city if you if you stagnated a part of the playoffs. I mean, I, I think that's true. Now, if the 04 Eagles got knocked out in the title game, I think that team it would have been like it would. I just think it would have been difficult to get excited for the regular season if they hadn't eventually reached the Super Bowl, because it would have been like, wake me up when they do that. I, I don't think it's crazy to say that that's fair after all these second-round knockouts that people are just waiting now to see if they can go any further. Like, do these regular season wins excite you for the Sixers? They're good. They're great. They're, 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 they're productive. I don't know if I'm excited over them. I just like West Coast basketball, if I'm being honest. Well, I like getting home and it. watching the fourth quarter of the game. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and I get that. But they don't play that many West Coast games. No, that's why this week has been great for me. I don't even remember who they played last night, but they won. Portland. Portland. Almost blew like a 30-point lead. Tomorrow, they could lose by 40 and no one's going to care. They start in what I think is the third quarter of the game tomorrow night, right? They, they're in Sacramento like 10 o'clock? Yeah, that's another 10 o'clock game. Yeah, I mean, like, and that's actually, and the Kings are actually playing good basketball, but whatever. We, I gotta, we got an Eagles Joel B could score 100 points tomorrow. No one would know. Well, it's, it's kind of like, you know, so 50 years from now, we'll have a, a, an afternoon show producer with a conspiracy that it never happened. And when it gets an Eagles playoff game, someone lied and said he scored 100. Greg is in Barney. Hey, Greg. How's it going, guys? Good, Greg. What are you thinking? Um, I'm so, I'm really excited about the game tomorrow. It's actually going to be my first playoff game I'm ever going to go to. Got wow. to a lot of regular season games I've been to, but. It's going to be the first one that's a do-or-die game for me. But I'm really excited about the game. I mean, I, I, I'm, of course, expecting a blowout, but I think the biggest thing that I really want to see is uh, I believe in the team, but I really want to see the coaching staff. Like, it, I mean, they've, there's been question marks. There's been ups and downs, goods and bads with this coaching staff this year. 
and I really want to see them call a perfect game when it really matters. Honestly, if they can call a perfect game in the playoffs, the regular season really doesn't matter. This is really when it matters specifically for the coaching staff for me. Well, I mean, well, obviously, this is, I mean, just thinking about it, Craig, Doug Peterson, just use him as an example. He called a lot of good, you know, regular season games, but why is he, why is he going to be remembered so fondly here for forever? Because he called perfect, like that Vikings game was a perfect playoff game. The Super Bowl was was close to a perfect playoff game in terms of Doug calling it. I mean, that's, you're right. That's when you become something special here. Yeah, of course. And before, uh, last thing, I don't know if I could take a guess on that soundbite that you guys had before. Oh, you of course. Let's play some explicit history. Eagles, Giants, playoffs, the two Eagles wins. You tell us the name. Here we go, Greg. Here comes the run. He gets the block, steps away from one man, throws on the run, complete on the far side of the field, racing, 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 and getting the first down is... Greg, 2008, Eagles go up to the Meadowlands, beat the Giants. Which Eagle receiver made that play? Oh, was it an Eagles receiver? Well, that call. I mean, that that particular call was a receiver. Oh, oh, I, I thought it was Asante Samuel who got the pick. Well, that was a pick. The cut tucker just played was a receiver. Who's your guest on the receiver? Oh, man. Why don't we um, count it down here? Ten, nine, give us a guess. eight, seven, six. Five, I'm gonna go four, with uh, three, Victor, two, Nick? one. Was it no, Nick? No, Greg. Nick, of course, would be a Giants wide receiver. I'm not even sure he was on that particular 08 team. I don't think he was in the league at that point. Uh, but that was an Eagles receiver made that play. A hint on that one. He was. Um, I did some, uh, I guess, pregame shows with him during the summer on, on WIP Eagles pregame shows. That's a really tough one. And I think that 08 game just doesn't have an abundance of highlights for a game that finished like 20 to 11. It doesn't. There was a safety involved. The Giants missed a bunch of field goals, if I recall. You know what's actually a highlight, but I don't even know if you can find the highlight. You know what really is like the moment in that game that I think about? McNabb on the phone. He scrambled, right? It was a scramble, I think. I don't think it was a scoring play. He scrambled. He ended up out of bounds. I, I think he like stumbled over. And there was why? Why was there a phone? Is that was like the old phone to call up to the coaches? Yeah, remember they used to have that. Yeah, like it's like a it's like an old like cord phone. He had five carries for sixteen yards, a long of nine. I if, if, I think it was a McNabb scramble, and he got like bumped out of bounds, and he ended up by the it was a I think it was a red telephone. I mean, there were thirty four points scored that game. It was twenty three eleven. You had a safety and one two three four five. Six field goals? It was an ugly football game. And both touchdowns were scored by the Eagles, and both were one yard. If I remember correctly, too, it was, it was quite windy, which that stadium, it's always windy up there. But it was like, it was t- 20-mile-per-hour winds. Yeah, I, I, I recall both quarterbacks having some trouble throwing that ball down the field. Antonio in Douglasville is up. Hey, Antonio. Hi, John. Um, I was initially calling about the Eagles, but the previous caller who was talking about the Sixers, mm-hmm. I kind of agree with them up until he said propaganda. That was a step too far. But, hey, man, the Sixers, I mean, they started out like one and four, I think. And, I mean, they're going to sweep this West Coast trip, and we're not talking about them. Like, I think that that was his point. Yeah, I mean, um, and it's also an and, Eagles and, playoff and, week and, against and, the Giants. I mean, you know. And, like, hey, hey, I, I mean, I'm going to the football game, but the Sixers game starts at 10. So, the Eagles are going to 
lock this game up by halftime, and then we can watch the Sixers. Yeah, and also, and, Antonio, just quickly, and I, I think this is just kind of a reality of when any of our teams are on a West Coast swing. It really, you know, whether it be hockey, basketball, or baseball, less people watch those games, right? Like during the week, fewer people are staying up and watching them to to want to have an opinion and talk about it the next day. I think it's just like I watched it because I'm I'm up late anyway, but. I just think it's like a, it's a different thing than if they were home playing the you know the 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 Celtics like that's something we'd be talking about more. But a West Coast game against the Blazers, you know, more or less people just locked in this week. I suppose, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do you think Hertz or uh, Jane Lawson is more injured at, at at this point? Hertz or who? I didn't see the second name. Lane Johnson. Um, yeah, I, I think Lane is is more injured at this point. I mean, I I I, he, I mean he's not healed, right? He's going to try to play through it, and he's probably going to be able to do it. I mean, Jalen Hurts was off the injury report this week, so Antonio. So that leads me to believe he's okay. Now, could that shoulder get re-injured if he takes a big hit? Of course. I mean, that that's a worry, but I don't think he's injured in this in this moment as we speak. Okay. All right, Antonio, appreciate it, buddy. Appreciate the phone call. Um, yeah, like it's who's more injured, who's not, who's in more pain. I I don't know. I mean, the I I do think NFL teams generally are, you know, they're honest on the injury report. They have to be. They they can't lie about injuries. And I think it was kind of telling this week that Jalen Hurts is off the injury report. It is. It's the first time in six weeks. It's the. I mean, he's as healthy as he's been since he injured that shoulder. And, and like you know, one of our callers, Gus, said a few minutes ago. Could it happen again? Yeah. I mean, go back to last year. And I brought this up when Jalen Hurts got hurt this year. He got hurt. He had the high ankle sprain. He came back. I believe Jalen Hurts was off the injury report the week of the playoff game. Like all that limited, you know, he played a couple games before that, but he re-injured it. It it happened again. I mean, that is certainly a possibility tomorrow or in the NFC title game or – the Super Bowl, but like we can't operate as if he's he's not better if he's not on the injury report. He is obviously feeling better now. We'll, we'll see how much they use him, how much he's willing to run, quarterback sneaks, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. We'll see that when it actually kicks off tomorrow night. Tom is in Ben Salem. Tom's up on WIP. Hey Tom. Hey. Hey Tom. What's up? Uh, I'm thinking the Eagles are going to win tomorrow. You think 100%. it's cl- close or uh, they're going to? It's going to be a route. It's going to be twenty-seven to. 17. I'm in a similar range. Tom, I, I'm thinking 10. I, I, I kind of thought of 30 to 17, 30 to 20. I, I think we're in the same kind of ballpark and the, and the score is going to be by the end. Absolutely. Tom, you want to play Explicit History? I do want to play that. All right, here we go. Tom, we'll give you a highlight. Giants, Eagles, the two Eagles playoff wins over the Giants. Here we go. McNabb fakes, looks, floats it into the end zone. Touchdown! Wide open as in the corner of the end zone. McNabb the What a play. A repeat of what they did in Seattle. Well, they go with the unbalanced, or they go with Todd Harriman as an eligible receiver, tight end. But it's not Harriman's this time. This time it goes to In the corner of the end zone, he fakes block. He gets out into the corner. Perfectly thrown ball by Donovan McNabb. Tom, 2008 playoff game up in New York. Who caught that touchdown from Donovan? Oh, is it Riley Cooper? 
Not a, it's not a terrible guess. I mean, I guess he was drafted. Tom, we preached a phone call. He was drafted a couple years after that. I think he was a rookie in 2010. Yeah, so he obviously was in that 08 team. I believe the guy whose name was bleeped out on the call we just played, I think he was in his second year, first or second year. Yeah, it was his second year. I remember, I think someone called TK earlier this week and or maybe last week and mentioned after this run and the Eagles lost, the guy said, we're going to go on a run, we'll be back, and Obviously, they didn't until his final season when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, he, in his second year, they made the NFC Championship game, and he never made it that far again until the end of his career. I mean, I, I, I think that we always do this as football fans. We think windows stay open for long. And they, other than if you have an all-time quarterback, I mean, like the Paytons, the Bradys, I suppose Rodgers, but even he had some down years in the middle of his career. But for the most part... You know they're they're viable as a contender most years. Uh, now I think I mean Holmes obviously fits in that. Bur- Burrow certainly could fit in that as the years go on. Unless you have that, and I and maybe, maybe it's unfair to already say it with Burrow, we got he's got to stack three or four more years. But unless you have that, there's no such thing as a window that stays open for a long time in the NFL. Like that Seahawks team when Russell Wilson was young. I think people would have pegged them as the next team to have a chance to be a dynasty or or ever, win multiple Super Bowls. They got to two, they won one, and then, you know, it it, it it fell off pretty fast. You know, they weren't bad, but they they didn't really get back to title games for a long time. In fact, I think they went, I don't know if they went to another one after the last Super Bowl appearance. I don't think they did. To another title game? Yeah. I don't think so. Not, not, that, I can, not that I can remember. And I think we just do that with all sports, right? I, I feel like any time a team wins, that's always the question. Is, well, how many more can they win? Think about the 08 Phillies. We yep. did it. And you know, the 2017 Eagles. And I mean, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes when they won the Super Bowl. What was that three years ago now? How many people got up and said they might win the next four or five? Look how amazing he is with Andy Reid in that offense. And they haven't been back there, right? They lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And obviously the Bengals beat them in the title game last year. I mean, it's hard to repeat. I always find it interesting that every time a team wins, especially with a young quarterback, we point at them and say, well, they're going to control the NFL for the next decade when really that hasn't happened in like 20 years. It's only, Bra- I mean, really, it's only Brady and Belichick. I mean, the other guys have had, like, you could put them in the mix every year. I mean, Holmes is obviously one of those guys, Pey- Peyton was. They're, their team's in the mix every year because they're so great, but it's hard. It really is. And, and, and that player we're talking about from the, the 08 game, it's a good example. And, and I think that's why, and I've mentioned it a lot this year, this group has to have a sense of urgency. They have a lot of free agents. Jalen Hurts is the 50-something highest-paid quarterback in the league. He will not be for long, and that means a lot of these good players that are here, just, it's just math. They can't be here. They can't fit everybody under their salary cap. It's going to be a different kind of team next year and the year after. I saw today Elliot posted a, a clip of Malcolm Jenkins um, kind of breaking the team down or coming out of the tunnel in the NFC title game five years ago, and you know he was, he was firing everybody up, and he said to those guys, like, this is the last time we're going to play together in this building. Like, some of us will be here, and obviously Malcolm was here for another couple of years. But as a group, this is the last time we'll play together. And this Eagles team, it's, let's hope it's not tomorrow, but by next week, this is the last time they'll play a game here together. This, this particular group. Now, they'll hopefully get to a Super Bowl and play another game together, another couple of games, but it's a sense of urgency in the NFL that is really unlike any other sport, but, but specifically the NFL. The Eagles' window is open, and it's right now, 
and they get a chance to start moving forward tomorrow night and get to a title game with a win over the Giants. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop board on this Friday night. Lots to do. I always love the 8 o'clock hour on Friday nights. we got to talk to our guest coming up. Kaylin Kaler is going to join us from The Athletic. She wrote a great story on the Eagles and the quarterback sneaks and how effective it's been, really dominant this year with Jalen Hurts back there. When they have a third or fourth and one and they need a yard, they get that yard almost every time. Talked about that, her impressions of this Eagles team, tomorrow night's game, the playoffs. We'll get to a ridiculous notion that could change the NFL playoffs in the next couple of years. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And then we'll do NFL picks, guys, it takes all your phone calls as well. 215-592-9494. It is how you hop aboard on Sports Radio 94 WIP.